Hello and welcome to the Team Indigo podcast. This was our second playtesting of the Time Watch RPG designed by Kevin Culp and due to be published by Paul Grain Press in the foreseeable future. In this adventure, the players introduced their own characters to Team Indigo and again as a group we tried out the rules supplied as part of the recent and extremely successful Kickstarter. Please note this was our first proper adventure and as a group we are still gaining familiarity with the rules. The players consist of Robert Ruthven as Kevin Ryback, an 80s hacker, James Bulldock as Daria, a Persian thief from 9 BCE, and Michael Matika as Daniel or Danny Smith, a 1950s private detective. I am Jay Campbell and I was the GM for the group on this occasion. This mission was codenamed Catch Me If You Can. After listening, we'd love to hear your comments and suggestions. Thank you. Let's start the uh, the game properly. Would you like to introduce your characters to each other, folks? Who would like to yes, go first? I'm going first for, for I, I am Daria. I am a 25-year-old Persian female. And ba- basically, I am a reformed thief. Okay. Thanks for that, James. Who wants to go next? Are, are you are you, attra- are you attractive? Uh, oh, so I'm serious. It's an important question. Well, the picture I've got, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, they've got the character's got charm of one. Uh, so I think that has to sort of be taken into account there, as far as uh, looks are concerned. Ice Queen. Maybe. Okay. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Who wants to go next? All right, I'm Kevin Ryback. Uh, I'm a teenage uh, uh, bedroom coder from the 80s uh, who totally didn't de- uh, design Skynet. <laughs> y'all. Uh, uh, and uh, Time Watch stepped into. Uh, prevent that because I wasn't supposed to live <laughs> to be able to do that. And now I'm here. Yay! <laughs> well, it's nice to, nice to meet you, kid. I, I don't know much about them computers, but, you know, it's good to have you. Hey, how you doing, Toots? I'm fine, yourself? Oh, pretty good. I'm Danny. Shake your hand. Hi, Dan. Dan Smith. Um, I did a little stint in World War II, but got my own uh, well, investigator's license. Well, uh, yeah, the big war. Uh, 1943 was when I got out of there. But uh, I got my own little private investigator business, and uh, it wasn't doing so good. And I got recruited by Time Watch. That's another story for another time. Oh, oh wow, a real live gumshoe. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, folks, this adventure starts with you just having coming back from doing physical training uh, under uh, Centurion Aemilius Africanus. Um, you get the vague impression you haven't done as well as you might have done, because he's just wandering off the field, muttering yet again, if only the administration would allow him to crucify a couple of the slackers, it would do wonders for morale. Interestingly, he looks at both Danny and Kevin when he says that. Mm. Um, 
Is that because I'm so short? Uh... Oh, he's, he's wandering past. He's not stopping for conversation. But uh, he, he quite often suggests that crucifixion would be a, a wonderful morale builder. Mm. So yes. as, as you sure. enter the changing rooms and start getting yourself ready, uh, your time watch liaison, Paula Nagayan, uh, wheels herself into the room. Uh, and she sit, explains to you that um, they have a mission for you. Uh, a time tripper has gone missing from a time tour vacation and a tour guide has been attacked and needs to be rescued. Um, this would appear to have happened after the tour had visited Imperial Rome, London in the 1960s, the Jurassic era, and now Paris in the 1920s. They were due to move on to Tahiti in the 1600s when unfortunately, when unfortunately one of the guys got jumped and injured. Um, now his autocron has gone missing and the uh, time tripper, the boy, John Titer, has also gone missing. Your mission, if, when you are ready, will be to uh, find and try and return both and correct any problems that may have recurred as a result. Uh, John Titer's parents have been brought up time to the Citadel if you want to talk to them before you leave. So the kid's name is John Titus, you said? Titor. T-I-T-O-R. Uh, how old? Um, John is oh. 23. Uh, okay. uh, he prefers to go by the name Guthrum. He's a, a neo-heavy metal pagan with a thing about Vikings. Um, most of the photographs you've, they've got of him show him wearing an axe head pendant. He's slightly overweight, stringy blonde hair, shoulder length, thin mouth, straggly beard with no moustache, and he has originated from 2372. Wow. I still can't get over this, uh, you know, touring through time stuff. Well, he's, it appears that he, uh, he or his family are extremely rich in their time period. Therefore, this is something they've been able to buy into. You know that that, uh, that moniker of gumshoe, that's uh, pretty true, you know. I had some holes in my shoes. It'd be nice to be rich. Mm, well, this man is um, rich with a capital R. Um, Research shows that the family became fabulously wealthy only five years before when the family discovered they had inherited billions of uh, EZs. Uh, that's um, European credits, usually referred to as ECs or EZs, as well as a number of valuable antiques from a very distant ancestor. Hmm. Now, the interesting part is that um, John has been on a time tour before when he was 18. And he went missing then as well for about 20 minutes before the guys found him. And that was also in Paris, though in that time it was two years earlier in Paris, 1921. But there were no known temporal interactions at that occasion. Now hold on a minute here. You're saying that this kid went missing when he was 18 and that was about the same time that, they, that his family received their wealth? Well, that's how they were able to afford the time tour was because the family uh, inherited uh, an ex 
quite a large amount of wealth. Ah, so he his first trip was afterwards, though. It was Not... after, yes. Okay. He, he received the, the wealth. Um, but obviously there's something that you might want to look into there, which is why the family's been uh, brought to the Time Citadel for you before you head off, in case there's anything you want to check out. Oh, definitely. All right. Uh, if you go to uh, the Team Indigo website, you'll find there is an entry on there on John Titer, as well as okay. a photograph of him. Got it. So let me know how you, what you want to do at this point. Well, we're going to talk to the parents. That's fine. Right. Is everyone still there? Hello? Hello? Hi again. Sorry, we lost you for a second there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I was just trying to find the website for. Is it jcampbell.wordpress.com? And if you look down to recent posts, you'll find there's a link there to uh, John Titer's basic details and a photograph of him, including the known time <coughs> history that we have on him uh, up to the time he's vanished, but also afterwards. What was it? What were they? What were they just? The, the call dropped out. Yeah, James, we're now about back on. So, I've suggested that if you want to read a little bit more about John and see his photograph, that if you go to uh, the Team Indico website, jcampbell.wordpress.com, and go down to the recent post, John Titer, you can see a photograph and some basic details on him. Yeah, I'm. I'm... T tapping my my temper and saying, "Hey Alice, what can you tell me about this John Titer guy?" Uh, <laughs> uh, I I take I get what's on the site. Yep, that is the basic information. There's not a lot known on him, other than as I said, the fact that uh, his family became fabulously wealthy due to this unexpected legacy left him by an an a distant ancestor. They've not been in the press very much. <coughs> Sorry, who's uh, that? So that's me. Sorry. Um, they've not been in the press very much. Um, but they have taken, as I said, two time tours. Both occasions, John has uh, gone missing for short periods of time. But on this occasion, because of the death... Sorry, the injury... Excuse me. Um, of the tour guide... Raul Morales um, and the fact that the uh, the, the tour guide's um, autocron has gone missing uh, it's added an extra worry into the equation mm. let me know what you want to do as I said that both parents are currently uh, in the citadel Paul is quite happy for you to go and have a look at that or if you want any other further information uh, your tethers can help. 
I think we should talk to the parents. Okay. Anybody else going in with them or? Yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go in. All right. So all three of you going into the uh, the room. Um, what you have is uh, the father, an overweight, balding, very abrupt uh, man. He appears extremely apprehensive. And the, the mother is a mousy, blonde-haired woman who really seems very unaccustomed to having any form of wealth. She's, uh, you get the impression that this has come quite suddenly and they've not adjusted well to it. And you want to speak to them both together or separately? I would say, I would say, um, <clears throat> I walk over to the mother. Ma'am, we're really sorry about what's happened, and I assure you, we're doing everything we can to find your son, okay? I hold her by the arm and kind of try to lead her a few steps away from her husband. She moves, but the husband is obviously not overly happy, but he's, he's not doing anything uh, excessive to stop it. He just look sort of looks at her as if to say, be careful, or something of that nature. It's, there's that look there as if there's some secret that they're keeping. I look at Kevin and Dariah with a little look like, you know, I'm taking her over here. So what are the other two you uh, doing? Right. Uh, I suppose we should talk to the husband then. Are you still in the same room? Yeah. Uh, you get an, uh, an impression that the husband's a bit of a bully. Um, you might not get oh, a lot right. out of the mother if the husband's in the same room. It's just that impression that you uh, get from knowing characters. Well, why don't we sep separate him? Yeah, yeah, let's, let's uh, 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 some sort of way to, some sort of thing we can, uh, do to get him out of the room. You could offer, suggest that perhaps he might want to drink and take him into the room next door. Uh, could could uh, we get you something to drink? Uh, uh, yeah, a, a beer. All right. Uh, well, come on, come, come on, and I'll, I'll pour, pour you a pint then. As he's going out of the room, uh, those of you with streetwise notice that again he turns around, he glowers, and his facial expression to his wife is along the lines of "Don't say anything." Hmm. Who do you want to deal with first, the husband or the wife? Uh, well, wife. Uh, let, uh, yeah, wife. Because, because, because that does it sound. Um, we can, we can, we can get the husband tanked up, and it, it might be a bit more looser then. It's a possibility, but you get the impression he's not necessarily going to drink that much. All oh, right. This is more just a case of he needs something to steady his nerves. Okay, character description here. I have a notebook and a pencil, old school, that I kept with me, and I still take notes on that, but I have my tether instructed to read everything I type and keep that information and feed me information, but I just find a lot more comfortable, and I think it makes um, people I talk to more comfortable that I'm you know, taking notes down, more like a, an authority-type uh, figure, like when you get stopped by the police, you know, and they're writing things down, you're like, okay, I'd better, I'd better obey. So That's I pull out my notebook well, and pencil. Oh, and on, on that note, my my tether looks like uh, Ziggy. 
from uh, Quantum Leap. Except they don't have to hit it as much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no problem. What you are going to hear is uh, each other's questioning because obviously your connection through the tether and the inter- communications allows you to hear what's going on with each other. Okay. Um, the the wife looks visibly upset as she sits down. Um, she says, well, please, please find John. I, I, I'm really worried about him. Of course, ma'am. Does he... Does your son go by uh, John or Johnny? What does he call himself? Guthrum. I have no idea why. As he's just got this thing about Vikings. He's really... It's something to do with his music, I think. He's into that neo-metal thing with that has made a comeback in the recent years. Oh, I understand, ma'am. Sure. No problem. Can't stand it myself. Hmm. Yeah. Kids and their music, eh? Well, yeah. Um. Yep. So. You've got the, be- the the dad a beer. He is busy drinking it. He's now sort of sitting opposite you and glowering. What do you need to know? So, what can you tell me? Uh, what can you tell us about the uh, your son's? Uh, in, uh, your son's previous uh, visit to <laughs> Paris. Oh, he he wanted to go back and, and do this time tour thing after we we inherited our money. Um, I wasn't keen, but he persuaded me that the family should go. Uh, I think he just wandered off. He saw somebody pretty and just wandered off. You know what they're like at that age. He was eighteen. Hormones, you know, <laughs> hormones. But uh, nothing happened. He, he he came back. It wasn't as if he, he he did anything wrong. It didn't. There was no effect. There was no charges or anything else. He just wandered off for twenty minutes. Uh, falsehood detection. He is hiding something. Definitely hiding something. But not about the trip back and past. As far as he's concerned, that is what happened. John vanished for okay. about twenty minutes, and. As far as he knows, nothing happened. Um, but he is hiding something. Um, notably, I was just going to say to this fact, he may have disappeared for 20 minutes, but that doesn't mean that he could have nipped off to a different part of time in that time, if you know what I mean. Don't forget that uh, tourist autocrons are set with the destinations already pre-programmed in. Oh, I didn't know that, sorry. No, no, no problem. But obviously, with when you've got tourists, the last thing you want is them jumping anywhere and any when in so, time. So, 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 so only the tour guides autocrons are fully programmable. I, I didn't, I didn't know that. So okay, that's fair enough then. Um, so I, did uh, did John say any, uh, anything before he left? Uh, anything that might. That little rat, uh, he doesn't say anything at all. He does. He, he's not very communicative. Hmm. Right. Moving I'm back I... to Danny for a second. Let's try and keep this going on both sides. Danny, what are you asking the mother? What are you doing? Okay, ma'am. Now, listen here. I'm really sorry about your son, but there's no way we're going to be able to help him, and time is critical. 
She's looking visibly worried at that point. So we need you to tell us everything you know so that we can get him back. Hey, I'm not judging you at all. You go ahead and tell me, and it's strictly confidential between us, okay? I, I, I just don't understand. I, he's, 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 please, find him, save him. I, I, I'm worried that he's doing something silly. Such as what, ma'am? Did he fall in with the wrong people? Because, you know, kids can be impressionable. I don't understand where he got the money from. Ha. Uh, nipping into <laughs> mom's purse, eh? I, I mean, the, mil the billions that we inherited aren't ours. <sighs> They're his. And him alone. His I see. dad did a deal with him to... He wanted to go on this time tour and his dad refused. So he persuaded his dad that if he got the interest for seven years of all that money, that they could go on that time trip. Uh, and he, he, as I said, this is the second time trip he's done. I, I just don't understand. I, I, don't, I don't understand. I see. Uh, falsehood detection? That is true. That is the truth as far as she's concerned. The two of you with the father, the father is basically stumping you in most of any questions you ask him. He's, he's very hostile towards his son. He keeps on referring to him as that little rat. Okay, ma'am. <clears throat> you, uh, I hand her a business card. If you think of anything else, you just give us a call, okay? We will find your son. Don't you worry. The thing I'm worried about is that the reason that we got this wealth is because his, well, supposedly is an ancestor, also called John Tiberius uh, Titus, left Ooh. it to him in 1935. That, the money, the, the shares, and all the art treasures... It didn't go to his dad. It didn't go to, to me. It could only go to somebody else who was also called John Tiberius Titus. We didn't even know it was a family name when we named him. Uh, his dad just had a thing about the name Tiberius. Hmm. Well, that's very useful, ma'am. You've been a big help. Please find him. Please. I pat her on the shoulder. Okay. Dad... Know. Are you want to say anything specific to the dad at this point? Oh yeah. Anybody else? I don't want to. Uh, I was going to ask. Uh, you don't seem to be very uh, on very good terms with your son, from what I am hearing. It's my son is um, not really a team player. He doesn't do things for the family he's it's all me 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 okay uh, uh, Danny if you want to come in okay I walk very <clears throat> stride very purposefully up to the father I think you're going to think, think you're gonna need to put the screws to it <laughs> He's, he's not out of character. <laughs> is he sitting at the bar or standing at the bar? 
it, there's not actually a bar oh, there. He's yeah. sort of sitting at a table with a beer in hand that he's using to uh, refresh himself with. Okay. <clears throat> you recognise the type. He's a, he's a sort of uh, a bully of a man. He's used yeah. to getting his own way. Uh, dominates his wife. <clears throat> okay, I walk up to him and I slap the beer out of his hand and grab him by the Ooh. by the shirt Whoa. front and pull him up to my face. All right, now see here, John. You know more than you're letting on, and I'm tired of this. Did you know that you could be subject to a 2682 time violation code for withholding information about your son? It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It was him. It was that little sod. It was was his fault. It was his. I I, I don't know what he's done. I don't know. He's just... One day when he turned 18, he got a letter, and the next thing I know, he he, he got all these billions. I I don't understand. It's, it's, it's his fault. It's his fault, not mine. It's his. He should be the one that's arrested, little swine. We will throw you into prison, and you will rot for centuries. We'll extend your lifespan so you can serve consecutive lifespans. How about I, that? I, I've not done anything. I, I, it's, it's just not me. It's, it's him. I, I, I don't know. Look, all I know is that when he turned 18, he got a letter. The letter told him to go to New York. When he went to New York, he found a sealed-up room, and inside there was all these artwork Uh and a letter authorizing him, if his name was John Tiberius Titer, as his descendant, to get all this money that was left in shares and left by the John Titer Foundation. I, 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 I don't know anything more than that. The little swine wasn't even going to share the money at first. All right, I let go of his shirt. <laughs> All right. Looks like he's about to have a heart attack. His whole body is visibly shaking. All right, I pat him on the back a few. You'll be all right there. You, you go near him and he sort of <laughs> pushes, pulls back. He's, his, his whole body, his whole face is in shock. He, he starts, you have no right to do that. You have no right to assault me. I'm going to tell the authorities. I'm going to have you arrested. You've no right. His voice uh, is getting higher and higher with each time it comes out. We're going to say Rob. No, I was I was going to maybe do something that wouldn't actually work there <laughs> because we're already at time watch. I can't knock him out and then them tag him. No, <laughs> but you could you turn up in the same place practically, about two blocks down the. the <clears throat> is anyone looking up any further details on John at all? Uh, I'm going to look. Uh, do you have an address for this uh, place in New York? Uh, n- no. Um, I, I think his lawyers has it, but uh, no. I, 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 as I said, when he went on, he left when he left Luna to go to uh, Earth. I. I just thought he was off in some stupid concert. And when we came uh, back, and, I mean... Oh, tell, tell me, the, what's the, what was the date he got the letter? Do you remember? Uh, the letter was on his 18th birthday. And that Which would, would be... have been uh, the 3rd of March, 2367. Okay, so here's what I'm going to do. 
Uh, I'm going to use my Autocron uh, to go back, and I'm going to sort of uh, break into the 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 mailbox before it. Uh, is it is it a mailbox? It, the letter just turned up. It, it, whether it came by the mailbox or whatever, it, the father doesn't know. It just turned up. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say we could do that. Go back to the when the letter arrives and uh, either check the letter before he reads it or see see who delivers it. Okay. Um. So you're heading to the moon, to one of the lunar settlements. Sounds like fun. Anybody else going with him, or are you, is he going on his own? I'll, I'll go, because I'm, I'm the covert specialist. <clears throat> okay. Would uh, the GM prefer we stick together for simplicity's sake, okay. rather than splitting up things? That's up to yourself. As I said, uh, if you've got something specific that you're wanting to do, as long as it's uh, reasonably short, then yes, we can do them as separate sessions. Or otherwise, I'd prefer you kept together for obvious reasons. <laughs> well, well, you can lead us on that. You know, if you think we'd be, if there's going to be a scene at that location, you could say, maybe you could just say, maybe you should go together or something to cue us in for that part. I don't know. It's up to you. Well, as I said, it depends on what Danny's planning to do while these two are away. Okay. Otherwise, uh, if, you, if it's going to be any length of time, you might want to go with them rather than twiddling your thumbs. Kevin, you guys, you going to be long? Uh, well, time is relative. <laughs> <laughs> you going to need backup? Uh, well... Maybe. Uh, it depends on uh, who's the, who, if the if the person delivering this letter is uh, dangerous. <clears throat> All right. Well, um, maybe I should get some distance from this guy, this mook here anyway. Mm. Okay. So uh, the husband and wife are reunited. They are very visibly shocked. <laughs> um. He's off busy saying he's going to make a complaint against everybody for what's happened. Uh, you go into the next room and you prepare your autocrons. Are you ready? Yep. So you're programming yep. for their home address, Luna, in... Bear with me one second. 2368. Okay. Can you do chronal stability checks for me, please? Oh. <clears throat> How many forgot to bring their dice? I'll be right back. No problem. Uh, oh, yeah, we start with two stitches, yeah? You start with a single stitch. All right, one stitch. Uh, one I'm going to say Danny should get a stitch for that interrogation. I think you're perfectly correct in that. That would be a, a good one to give. Wait till Danny gets back and you can inform him of his uh, uh, joys on that one. All right, what was that now? You've just been awarded an extra stitch for your interrogation technique. Oh, thank you. So that's we started at two? 
You start at one. One. Okay. So I'm at start two. At Thank one. you. <coughs> so you're now at two. I'm just going to start up a dice roller here if you guys don't mind. Okay, so if you can roll for chronal stability for me, please. You want to get uh, four or higher to uh, avoid any form of chronal stability. Or you can use... I will points. use my new stitch to guarantee my safety. Your safety is guaranteed, so you are through without any problems. Thanks for that, Rob. So if you can please roll for me and tell me if anybody has failed at all. And as you travel... Ow. Ow? How bad? Uh, three... Right, you take two points off your chronal stability. Pass. Okay. And you find yourself... in Luna, in an open street, or as open as they get, and the fact that you're in a sealed... Uh, domed city... Uh, the, the various properties you can, as you look across the road, you can see uh, that is the uh, Titor uh, house, which is basically it's a very small flat. Uh, there's a lot of people walking up and down the street, as you can hear. Okay, I changed my duds into uh, something that matches these uh, futuristic. Uh, your outfits. Time Watch outfits are would fit in fairly well. Most of them are wearing uh, protection suits of some sort, mm -hmm. generally oh, sort okay. of loose-fitting for the most part. So there's not a problem with that. So all you fit in without really standing out very much at all. I had, I had uh, back when they were teaching us about all the different times, they had mentioned something about some atmospheric problems. How, how, how's the air here? The air inside the, the dome is fine. Just don't step outside the dome without wearing a spacesuit. Uh, the moon is still lacking in atmosphere. So it'd be a bit chilly then? A bit chilly and a bit sparse as far as the breathing goes. Hmm. Never as thought people would be walking on the moon. That's just crazy. No, you're doing it now. You can feel that slight spring in your step that comes from having a, a lower gravitational pull. Thankfully... There does seem to be some sort of device that, that adds a very minor uh, pull to the uh, streets that you're on so that you're, you're not bouncing all over the place and cracking your skull against the dome at top. As you look across, uh, John, a very young-looking John, no beard, no mist uh, at all, uh, is stepping out. He's listening to some music on a, uh, his, uh, a device he's holding in his hand. He looks as if he's heading off towards school or to work. And suddenly he puts his hand into his jacket. And he pulls out what appears to be an envelope of some sort. Mm. He looks very surprised. He doesn't, he doesn't look as if he remembers putting it there. He tears open the envelope. 
uh, putting the bits very carefully back in his pocket, littering as being a major fine on, on Luna. Uh, he reads it, looks at it, and there's a look of disbelief on his face. Can I interrupt for a sec? Yep. I'm going to look at everyone else around using my notice, perhaps, and see if anybody is paying particular attention to him besides us. No, for the most part, everybody is just ignoring him. They're busy going about their work and sort of moving by. Okay. Actually, here's a question. Here's a question. How common is uh, uh, paper... Uh, you know, how, how common is uh, uh, paper correspondence these days? Because... Almost non-existent. Um, yeah. In fact, uh, anybody from around this period would be extremely surprised at seeing something so archaic. But this definitely looks old. It There's seems... a, a brown tinge to the paper of the envelope. Oh, it's a bit old-fashioned for these days. I'm saying in character. Mm-hmm. What's everybody do? He's starting to... He looks at the, the note again, reads it again, shakes his head, and puts it back inside his inside Bobby, pocket. Before, before he actually puts it back in his inside pocket, I'm going to see if I sneak up and have a quick good gander at the letter. Okay, there's a lot of people around, so with your uh, skills, you can get quite close without any major problems. Mm -hmm. How close are you going to try and get? To, to actually have a quick look at the letter itself. Okay, um... Let me have a think about this one. Um, I think Streetwise would be the obvious one here. Can you roll uh, a dice for me, four or higher on on your Streetwise if you want to use that? Uh, I think I think uh, if if he wants to use his Streetwise, he can uh, spend the point to auto succeed. He can. That's correct. Yeah, I'll spend yeah. the point and auto succeed. Okay, that's your Streetwise uh, down to one for the moment. Right, you get right up close to him, uh, over his shoulder as he's walking along. He doesn't see you at all. You only get bits of the letter, but it's, it's handwritten with a pen, which is extremely unusual. Mm -hmm. uh, it seems to uh, date um, from 1935, from New York. And the bit that you read is... Uh, John, don't be surprised. This is you writing to yourself. There is something else there that's a bit squiggly which you can't quite read. And follow these instructions over if you want to make yourself as wealthy as you always wanted to be. Right. On the letter, there wouldn't, there wouldn't be a mailing address or from or to. There might be on the other side of the, of the paper, but not on the bit that you've been reading over his shoulder. Right, I'll continue, I'll continue to tail him. Okay. What are the rest of you doing? Uh, we'll continue to tail, but I'm probably going to hang back and just uh, follow... Uh, I forget your name, sorry, James. 
very uh, and, oh, I spelled, yeah. and I spelled it wrong as well. <laughs> but, uh, I must have, uh, I have a couple different gonna, spellings for you. Alright. I'm just going to follow uh, Dahlia's lead. Okay, no problem. It's, as I said, although the streets are crowded, it's, there's, he's not making any attempt to try and uh, look out for anyone following him. Uh, he heads into uh, what would appear to be a library and he pulls out a number of books on uh, ancient Earth history, circa 1930s uh, to the 1950s. Stakeout time, boys. Right, I, right I'm, also, I'm also going into the library. Mm -hmm. I will just pick some books up. No, don't forget, uh, these books are just literally uh, the equivalent of discs with the, that you put near your computer and then the, the information is passed to your computer. Yes, yep, yes, 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 fair, 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 fair enough. Uh, and I'm actually going to sit down right next to him. Okay. Right, that's fine. He moves over slightly when you sit down, but uh, so that he's a little bit to the back of you. But uh, uh, yeah, you can see that uh, he's uh, checking out a book. The book would appear to be. Uh, some sort of atlas uh, of New York. He's also looking up um, uh, a contemporary directory of law firms on Earth. Mm -hmm. He gets quite excited when he gets to the R's. Is there any chance I can actually see the screen? So I can pull the... Because I can see the R's. I You'd have to get up and walk past them in order to be able to see the screen. Right. Yeah, go on then. I'm going to walk up and walk, just walk past them, and then I'll put put put, put them back, put put the discs back after quickly looking at them. Okay. Um, uh, are we in some sort of? You've now entered the uh, the library as well, and obviously you do have communication with each other. You got your uh, com dots. Can, can we see what he's seeing, or is there a way we can see? Well, that's up to you. At the moment, you've just come into the, uh, the library. Uh, you can see that uh, Daria is was sitting down. She's now getting up and about to walk past John, who's sitting at a, a table next to him, but sort of slightly facing him, so he's got his chairs to a slight angle. What are you doing? Uh, you got anything yet? Okay. I'll just walk past the screen first. Before You're I say walking anything. past the screen. You can see two things. One is that um, his interest is uh, to do with 1935, mm -hmm. and the other screen that he's been looking at uh, lists uh, a Roden and Roden. Uh, legal company quite an established company that's based in uh, New York current day right. you were going to sub vocalize that to everybody yes I will I'll, <laughs> once I'm out of earshot of um, John I will pass that information along your com dots allow you to sub vocalize without any problems you don't actually have to speak out loud in order to communicate yeah, you can just whisper. All right. Okay, so as soon as I get that information, I tell uh, 
<clears throat> my um, my tether. <clears throat> Betty, can you uh, cross-reference 1935 law firm Roden and Roden and see what you come up with? <clears throat> there was a Roden Associates that had uh, opened up um, just about two years before. Um, they subsequently became uh, very big, mainly handling corporate accounts. Uh, very successful. Went on over the next sort of three or four hundred years to become a major uh, law firm, very rich as Roden and Roden. Thanks, Betty. You're the best. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, future history would appear to show that Roden and Roden's success <coughs> runs out in the next couple of years, after which they take a, a massive decline. Beginning, beginning when? When does that happen? Two years from now, when John would be age 20. Mm. Okay, what's everybody doing at this point? I share, uh, that, I share that information with everybody. Right. So um, the qu question is, guys, where do we want to jump into this time stream here without doing any extra damage? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Don't forget, John has a history up front with wealth. He mm -hmm. is responsible for the Kickstarter that will make the terraforming of Mars uh, a success. We yeah. don't know that there is any damage. There's, uh, there's nothing has pinged at time with uh, Time Watch uh, early warning. Well, that's what I mean. Uh, I mean, in, in, I don't want to, I don't want to cause any problems. I don't want to, you know, yeah, what, change, we, change we just, something just, interviewing the kid. We just need to figure out where he's going. At or where age he's 20, going. At age twenty-three. Yeah. Okay. Um, Kevin, can you do me a favor? Can you just roll a dice for me? Tell me if you get four or higher. Uh, let's see. 1d6. Please. Five. Uh, anybody Five. can use this, by the way. Oh, cool. How do we do this? Uh, just uh, double, uh, double forward slash and 1d6. Uh, under... Sorry, underwear. The only screen I have right now is the screen with the picture of you guys. I don't just get that. Just the, the chat. Uh, if you open the chat uh, window, uh, press the speech bubble. Hold on. Sorry, I'm not seeing the chat window. <clears throat> Basically, Michael, you want... Uh, I'm going to mean that. Basically, you will see... Do you know, do you know where you, all your icons are? It's the second from the, it's the, second from the right. No, second, it's the second from the left, sorry. I'm upstaged by a speech bubble. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin. Yep. Just for one split second, in between the rows of the library, you spot something that is... It, it catches your attention. There is a blue flashing light. Um, if you... Have you got the uh, the website open by any chance? Yes. If you refresh and go to a face in the shadows. Hello? Oh, no. 
we've lost everyone again. Hello? Hi, who's back? I, we... I dropped for a second there. Uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm seeing a, a weird cyber guy over there. He's there for a second, you can see the blue lights in his eye, you can see his sort of damaged face, and then next thing he's gone. Just for that one split second, you're the only one that saw him. And it's given you a creepy feeling. Eric. What are well, you doing? Okay. Uh... Is there any way to detect where, you know, any strange energy emissions or anything like that? There's no temporal energy surge at all. I mean, there's nothing that, that's to say that anybody actually ever stood there. Uh, okay. But your tether is uh, giving out a warning signal. Nobody else's, just yours. What's the warning say? Just that something is, is uh, abnormal has just happened. That's not good. Uh... This would appear to be something unique to your tether. That's all I'm saying at this precise moment. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh... <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Okay, so what's everybody doing? John, as I said, is <coughs> now would appear to be uh, trying to move towards the uh, phone booths at the back of the library. They are soundproof bubbles. He's not yet gone in. I, I, su I suggest that we actually actually check out now Go back to 1936 and see if we can actually look at this document. You could do, but it was 1935, so you might want to up it a little bit on age. Or are you <coughs> deliberately going back a year after it was... Uh, to make posted? sure, yeah, because we've, we've not got a precise date the document was actually there. So if I say 1936, it will be there. Right. So where are you going to in 1936? I'm, I am actually going to go to New York, 1936. Right. New York's a pretty big city. Can you... <clears throat> I, 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 I am actually going to tie it... I am actually going to try and tie, tie it down. I'm actually going to win about one city block of the law firm offices. All right. Has everyone agreed to that, or...? What is our purpose on this again, Daria? The purpose of this is to find, actually find out what is in the... Not to actually steal the document, but to have a peek at it. A, 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 very good, a, a very good look at it as well. If we go back, we've got no chance of any interruptions. Yeah. Uh, if we could get... Uh, if we could see what, you, uh, what the details are in the document it would be it might Helpful. shed some further light yeah it might shed some more light on matters 
All right. So are you all agreed to go back then? Well, we got the document right here. Why don't we just, uh, you know, lift it off of him? Uh, we don't want to... Tip our hand? Uh, I've done this before. Although, actually, I lowered my burglary score, didn't I? <laughs> I wouldn't work. As I said, it's still a possibility just uh So what, what is everybody doing then? <clears throat> do we have uh, an agreement as a team, or do we have some people well, trying to go one place and somebody going you, elsewhere? Oh if no, you, I'll go you, where you go. That's fine. If you if you were to take the if, if you were to take it now, you'd need to find some way to get it back to them without him knowing. Hey, I'm willing to try if you guys are. <coughs> It would be two rolls on burglary. One to get it off him without being noticed. The other would then be to replace it. I got the replacement handled already. All right, that's fine. What's the feelings of the team? Um, Atch. Or are you Atch. just jumping in, uh, Danny? No, no, no. I'm, I'm sub-vocalizing, okay. in the assuming it's a quiet library. I'm they can't hear you anyway when you're sub-vocalizing. That's true. Uh, but, uh, the, less, the, the less jumps we have to make, the better, because... Uh, <laughs> that one didn't do me any good. I'll ask... If, 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 if Kevin has a definite means... Uh, if Danny has a definite means of getting it back to me without... Um, Dipping his hand, I suppose that's worth it for me trying to lift it now. Okay, I'm going to walk by to intercept the uh, intercept the kid as he's walking towards the phone booth. Bump into him. Oh, excuse me, and lift it out of his jacket. I've done that lots of times All before. Right. My mark. <laughs> it would be uh, seven on one d six, so you'd need to have at least one point of burglary into this. All right. I don't see me doing this that often. I'm going to put uh, three points. Three points in. That's fine. I still didn't figure out how to use the dice roller, so... So you're wanting four or higher? Oh, join. Four? You've got four. You've successfully managed to pick the envelope out of his pocket. He's completely unaware of what's happened. He just thinks you've uh, stopped in front of him. You didn't even feel the, the bump. Tur turning my back to him, I take the front of the letter and hold it up i've got my uh my my tether i assume is going to be able to scan images etc right it can no problem at all okay i'm just going to flash the front of the envelope back in the envelope open the letter uh, you want one both page back two? no it's two back and front you definitely want both parts yes i'm just going to each page hold it up for one second shove it back in the envelope done no uh, problem at all turn back around uh, is he in the booth yet no he's still walking towards the booth I, okay, I bend down to the ground and say, oh, hey, kid. And if, as he turns around, lift it up as if it was off the ground. Hey, you dropped this. He's, he's you know, grabs it out of your hand. Uh, 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 thanks. And yeah, shoves it straight sure. back in his pocket. Shoves oh, sure, it straight no problem, down. Kid. As soon as he gets into the booth, you can see him. He takes the envelope out again. He quickly checks the letters there, activates this, the silence bubble, and does a vocal only call to someone. You cannot hear what's happening. All right, I stroll I'm out. Gonna try and, I'm going to try and intercept that call. 
Okay, how are you? What we're going to do, Rob? Are you doing hacking? Yeah, I'm doing the hacking. Okay. Um, given the technology at the moment, uh, if you can get five or higher, you succeed. Uh, so, uh, I mean, you can hack into the system without any problem, but to be able to get both sides of the conversation to make a recording of it, etc., etc., would require that. Depends what you want to do. So is this a tinkering role then? Because um, I would have thought it would be more hacking than tinkering. Right. So I just cross off one of my hacking dots and that's fine. How did you do? Well, no, I'm, I'm crossing. Oh, you're off one of the taking one to do it. That's fine. Yeah. No problem at all. You have successfully managed uh, to access the conversation. At the present moment, he is talking to a secretary. Uh, she seems to be extremely excited to hear the name John Tiberius Titor. She's immediately putting him through to a senior partner. Nice. The senior partner uh, comes on. Uh, Mr. Titor, um, obviously we will need to verify your identity, of course, but um, uh, can I say that uh, it's wonderful to talk to at last after all these centuries to uh, a descendant of the original John Titor. Um, you are, as I'm sure you're aware, you are an extremely wealthy man, sir. Um, your ancestor left very detailed instructions about shares to buy uh, and his initial wealth has been multiplied uh, a thousandfold since uh, he made his original uh, declarations with us. Um, as I said, obviously subject to uh, proper uh, identification, the entire wealth is yours. Comments, anybody? Uh, all of this is being all of this so is all this being recorded, being recorded and transferred back over to each other. Danny, looking at your tether, the the letter would appear to be uh, a note from a future John Titor uh, mm -hmm. telling him that he must at all costs get on a, uh, a time tour on his 18th birthday in order, which is only a, a few weeks away in order to uh, meet with him and together they will make sure that all his dreams come true and it gives details on the other side of, of for him to contact uh, Roden and Roden uh, and to give his full birth name when to identify himself. Okay. Okay, so what's everyone doing at this point? I'd already stepped out of the library, so I'm just leaning against the pillar. Uh, is anybody else uh, still Absolute library. Does anybody smoke? No, I guess they wouldn't. Not on, on, Lunar. on Luna, they wouldn't. That would be seen as uh, atmospheric pollution and probably mm. would carry an extremely large fine. Would Time Watch not have given me not, a... Not a, if they were using e-cigarettes. That's what I was going to say. Would Time Watch have issued me an e-cigarette so that my uh, habit could continue without uh, compromising any... I think that's a very safe assumption that you'd have right. something like that with you. I pull out an e-cigarette then. Okay. That's fine. You get dirty looks as you uh, activate <laughs> it, but um, beyond that, people just ignore you for the most part. 
So what's everyone doing at this point? John is still in the uh, the, the, the time bubble. Uh, he's been given instructions and uh, asking, being asked details regarding his date of birth, his ID number, his index, and everything else. Uh, at which point Roden and Roden say, well, sir, um, I can't say there's any problem here. Uh, if you would like to travel down to uh, New York with your parents, we will arrange to sign over the entire uh, share and uh, financial package that was left to you by your distant ancestor. Um, and can I congratulate you on becoming so fabulously wealthy? Um, you are now a billionaire. <laughs> Notice the discussion here is he has become, not his family. Yes. You might understand why the father is... Uh, a little bit uh, obnoxious regarding his son at this point. <laughs> okay, so what's everybody doing? Are you waiting for him to come out? Yeah, or? I'm, yeah I'm going to wait till he comes out. I'm going to be right back. I'm smoking in the shadows. He prints <laughs> off what would appear to be a, a travel document, a ticket for New York, and he then steps out of the booth. His face is highly elated as he then starts walking uh, with the, the ticket very firmly grasps in his right hand as he walks out of the library and starts heading home hmm. actions folks did Rob step out I'm waiting to find out this well, I'll, I'll, I'll follow John out as he leaves. No, I'm sorry, I meant did Rob step away from the mic? I thought he said, I'll be right back. Ah, right. If that's the case, mind if I refresh my coffee? Not at all. I'll be right back. Take a break for a couple of seconds at this point, folks. Thank you. Let me know when everybody gets back, please. Well, I'm still here, sir. You're still there, are you? Yeah, I've been quiet. <laughs> hey, did you actually get to have a look at the uh, character, new character sheet? I did. I had a, a look at it when it came online. Um, oh. I have to admit, I think I still prefer the spreadsheet. I find it easier to use. Mm, I, I prefer this, actually. I have got one little thing. <laughs> Other than that, it's fine. Yeah. What's, the, what's the niggle? Uh, it's the general abilities. All the other abilities don't have a number when you print it up, but the general abilities, the numbers still stay on. All right. But other than that, I think it's fine. Let me know when everybody's back. I'm back. You're back, Rob. We're just waiting for uh, Michael now. He's just gone off to get his coffee refreshed. So if you want to have a think about what you're doing at this point and where you're going from here... Don't forget so, at the moment you've been dealing with the younger John Titer. Yeah. I think I think what we I think what we need to do is is we need we need 
we need to have, we need to actually do something about the older John Titus. So going to, but mind you saying that it's a bit, it's a bit of a chicken and the egg problem, so to speak. Now, and we have a new cup turning up. Very nice, Michael. Very nice. The world's greatest uh, private investigator has now appeared on the screen. <laughs> So we could. Uh, so is everybody back? Could... First of all, before we start, Michael, are you back? Mm, Sorry, Robert. Uh, maybe we could uh, go back, go to the time tour. Which one? He's uh, been on two. Don't the, forget. The, the, the one where you. Sorry, James. What are you saying? The thing is, I, I, I can I can I can see where you're coming from. If he's if he's a time tourist and the things are pre all the things preset, they are. Yeah. I see. I see. We've got to arrive at one of those one of those preset points in time. Well, both tours follow a very similar pattern. They go to the interesting points in history, uh, which, by interesting. Um, you're going for the times when it's it's perfectly safe. There's no wars necessarily happening, but um, where the the tourists can interact without real risk of uh, affecting time. And it was Paris. Uh, what what time? The original time tour that you took at 18 went back to Paris, 1921. Right. The second time tour he took age 23 went back to Paris 1923 and don't forget at that point uh, Raul Morales the, the, the tour guide was attacked and his autocron which is programmable assuming that he was able to work out some way to uh, access it um, has gone missing well, now that I got my cup of joe, let's start thinking about this. Danny, uh, one thing that's been discovered by your tether, and you can pass this on to the others, is that uh, John Titer, uh, when he was 16, has a juvenile record. It's been sealed, but he has to have a juvenile record, a criminal record, age 16, two years before the time you've got him now. So, putting our heads together here. The kid <clears throat> gets this message from to... his... Go ahead, sir. I think... Uh, well, uh, go ahead. I'll, I'll... I was just trying to do a recap here. We got the kid who's who's uh, got a message from his future self and goes back in time during the t first tour, meets up with a future self from an unknown date. We don't know, you know, how old he is in that future self. Gets the information that he needs. Uh, he's already got this investment uh, thing started. Then uh, in the second tour, he goes missing. Now, it sounds like he's got it made already. So I don't think that he's the one who's doing any, you know, funny business here. He's got it made already. Unless it's the second, the older one who... Yeah, how would he know that, would he? So what What my question is here, is the older uh, Guthrum, we'll call him, is the older Guthrum the one who stole 
the 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 autocron. That's or, correct. Or or are we are we saying that it was somebody else? Well, we don't know. Uh, all we know is that uh, Raúl Mor- Morales, the tour guide, was uh, severe was attacked and severely injured. Um, his autocron uh, has uh, vanished. Yeah, that's uh, that gets Time Watch pretty excited when it uh, does because it's a programmable missing. autocron. It's not a tourist one. Um, admittedly, he sh- it would take somebody who's a serious hacker to be able to uh, tinker with it to make it s- be able to be used by just anyone rather than just by the tour guide himself. Um, so if it was taken by whoever assaulted him. Uh, and if he's, that person's a native, then it won't, they won't be able to do anything with it. But if somebody else has taken it, it could be serious uh, problems there. What was John Sr.'s uh, career? What was his job? What did he do again? John Sr. is a billionaire, basically. Uh, as you can see, um, he dabbled in a number of different projects, married three times, um, Really, the only time he impacts um, on the the timeline is in 2395, when he becomes the major benefactor behind the Mars terraforming Kickstarter, which is responsible for creating a breathable atmosphere on Mars. And then this that is, technique... Oh, oh, oh. Uh, hang on. He, he didn't originally disappear in his second time tour, did he? Um, well, he has now. He is missing at the moment. So maybe somebody's trying to remove him before he does the terraforming Kickstarter. Uh, that obviously is a supposition that might be worth considering. If he's not um, around, then he cannot obviously be the benefactor. Um, can I can I can I just say at this point? I I, I don't know. I don't know if it's relevant, but we need to. We need to pull uh, Guffram's sealed records and unseal them and see what he's been see what he's been previously charged for. Um, legally, you're not going to be able to do that. Though, of course, well, if you happen well, to have a hacker not, on board. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, I know, I know. That's what I mean. I know, I know. Sealed records, we can't, we can't legally open them. But I think we should actually circumvent the legal system because we actually need to know because it could be relevant. If only, said, if only we had a skilled thief, eh? Oh, I think well, this no. is, this this is, is a computerized pr- records here, so... This is one in the line of hacking. Uh, hello, uh, Alice. Beep, 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 beep. Because uh. I'm assuming at this time period, all, all computer records... Getting the records... Getting the records won't be the odd part, it'll be the unsealing part that'll be the open part. Oh, uh, yeah. You can, not used to this technology. You can access into the, the database, but obviously you're then hitting uh, juvenile uh, security, so you'd have to hack through that in some means. It's juvenile security. How hard can it be? Is there someone we can just talk to, you know, like a person? Um... Who would you be thinking of? Uh, you could try and track down the officer who arrested him. That is on public record, as I said. That the, the police officer's name, as is the juvenile record, but what he was arrested for uh, is sealed. Well, I guess let Kevin do his little magic finger tapping thing over there and see if that works first. 
All right. Okay. So, what are we doing? How are we doing this? Uh, uh, if it's a core clue, then I should just get it for trying. Uh, <laughs> it is a core clue, and you know it's there. That's the core clue. Uh, it's <laughs> up to you to decide how you're going to be able to encrypt it. I'm using my hacking. So. Are you or, just, if it's, uh, or, or if it's decryption, science might even be uh, apply. I would allow either in that case. Um, what are you, are you putting a, a hacking point into this, or are well, you just doing a straight no, roll? Uh, I didn't think I had to roll with it if it's an investability and it's a core clue. Um, it depends on your definition of core clue, because as I said... Um, I had different routes planned for this adventure, which um, it, this was information that would have been there. Uh, I think, as I said, it, it does need some means of being able to break through the, the record. You know the record is there. He has committed it. The name of the police officer is available to you to, if you want to go and check it. If you're going to hack into uh, a criminal uh, database... I rolled six. In that case, no problem. The information that's come out is that uh, age 16, he was arrested for hacking and for passing counterfeit antique currency. A note on the record states that the arresting officer believed that John was responsible for forging the currency, but was unable to prove it at the time. But going by the number of, of issues coming up, it would appear that uh, John uh, has serious hacking skills. So, so two so issues on his record. One is hacking into uh, secure databases, and the other, as I said, is the counterfeit uh, currency he tried to pass. Ah! Ah! I've just thought... If that is if, if that is the case, then as daft as it sounds, it sounds like he's actually printed the currency here, uh, gone back in time, invested, and then that's how he's basically become uh, that's how he's become so so rich. Um, I can't obviously comment. I can only you've got all the that, clues that, that, that you've been able to unveil so far. Um, is there any references to? My, my, is there any yeah? Is there any references to it says ancient currency? I'm I'm gonna try and drill down some, some some particular numbers. Does it actually say specifically how ancient the currency was? There are some uh, pictures on the file that would appear to show uh, American dollars round about the period 1920 to 1950. Hmm. Hmm. As I said, he wasn't actually charged with uh, counterfeiting. He was merely charged with trying to pass, uh, selling them to uh, antique dealers. But they are very good forgeries. And, and that's and that's what he got arrested for. But what? That, he got arrested for two. He, he's had got two things on his uh, charge sheet. One is for trying to hack into secure databases. And the second, as I said, is for trying to pass uh, counterfeit goods. 
But that was all uh, before he was 18, at which point it was sealed. I think we, we should probably start tracking the, the older uh, John. Because... Uh, either either himself or someone uh, someone else has removed him from uh, the timeline before he's supposed to. So we need to figure out who's. Uh... Hello, we seem to have gone again. Hello. Okay, who's back? Are we I'm all back? Yeah. I think James is still off for a second. Give me a... We seem to be having real difficulty with this. How do you spell the name of the Roden law firm? The word Roden, how do you spell it? As it spells, R-O-D-A-N. Thank you. Currently, it refers to itself as Roden, and Roden in the 1930s referred to as Roden Associates and was a fairly new firm. Are you back with us, James? Yes, I am. I don't know what's going on. No, I don't know either. We seem to be losing on a regular basis here. Um, I'm going to drop off. I'm going to reset my rule to It might be that. Because it, it, it could go again. I, no, I'll, I'll stay on, but if it goes again, I'm going to drop out of the column reset. So if I go again, I might be a while back. Okay, no problem. Right, so what are we doing as a team, folks? I, I think we need to start tracking the, the older John. Uh... Maybe go to the the time tour where he disappeared. I mean the 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 later one, the second one. That's fine. And then uh, does everyone uh, agree with that? that? Stake that out. That yeah. Sounds like good. Okay, so what are you doing? Are you heading to which point in the tour? Are you going to Paris in 1923, or are you going to one of the earlier destinations? Uh, where was it that you disappeared? Paris, Paris 1923. Right. The exact details are that he vanished on Saturday the 14th of July in 1923, Bastille Day. Uh, and apparently the attack took place uh, of the tour guide near the Eiffel Tower on the Champs-Élysées. Alrighty. Well, that's where we go then. I, I, uh, Paris Eiffel Towers, 19, 1923. Okay. Right, can you prepare a uh, chrono stability check, please, everybody? Oh, brilliant. Five. Right, you're through. Five. Six. We're all through, no problem. You find yourself setting off. And you find yourself... Uh, this doesn't seem wrong somehow. Looking around you, you find yourself in uh, a medieval-looking city. Um, there is no Eiffel Tower in front of you. Instead, there are uh, what would appear to be a mosque. Um, but a very sort of... Uh, 
maybe 16th, 17th century. I'm checking my tether. Your tether is reading Paris, 1923. Oh, what has gone foobar? As you can hear, there are no cars. There are uh, lots of horses moving around. The uh, there is an anachronism there. The, the carts would appear to have some sort of a suspension. We've lost people again. Who's Hello. back? I'm, I'm back. back. I'm just waiting for James to come back now. You said he'll, he'll reset us. Be... We'll hold fire until he gets back. Talk about Fubar. Mmm. Are we back, James? No, he's offline at the moment. Yeah, he's got to switch his router off and then back on again. Right, let's see what happens. Can't one of you run a landline over to his house? <laughs> Real quick, little ether ca Ethernet cable over there. Uh, I may well have uh, the occasional... Uh, walkie-talkie sitting around in the room that you could use. How far does he live from you guys? Can you just drive over? I have no idea where he lives. Sorry, I don't know where anybody is. Well, it, while, while Britain is a, a small country in comparison, it's, it's still probably about four hours or so to... Uh, <laughs> don't forget, you're talking to an American here that uh, probably thinks driving four hours is uh, what you do for ice cream. Yeah, yeah. I, I I drive an hour and a half to work every day, so I'm probably three or four hours a day driving for work. Mm -hmm. I listen to a lot of audiobooks. I can imagine. I've got a I found this one conversion that will convert text to speech. It works pretty pretty well. So I was trying to do the time watch RPG rules, but you just can't you can't comprehend RPG rules read read by a you know, mechanical voice, it just doesn't work. No, I can imagine no. it wouldn't. Board game rules work pretty well that way, but not, not RPG rules. Yeah, the the game that I just got in the mail, uh, Tears of a Machine, uh, the creator was really big on uh, making it accessible to uh, sight-impaired readers. And mm. I just think, uh, you know... I, that's that's great, but I don't see audio book uh, RPGs working very well. No. Although I did think about making a um, an RPG that you could play while driving, since I have so much time driving, I was thinking if you just had your regular headset on your phone, you could you could play an RPG that way. Hmm. I think someone's done that. Are you back, James? Yeah, I'm back. Okay, shall we continue then, folks? Right. Your tether. Uh, I was I was going to say, are we in the right place geographically? Uh, as far as you camera? can tell, you are on the Champs-Élysées. You are in Paris, 1923. Unfortunately, instead of an Eiffel Tower, you have a mosque. Uh, there's a, definitely a medieval uh, look to the place. As you can hear, yeah. it is time for prayer. Uh, it's a very busy... Uh, city but not of the size that you would expect this is not uh, a modern Paris it's not even a medieval Paris as you recognize it 
but you are aware something is wrong here because of the fact that the carts have uh, a limited form of steel spring suspension, which wouldn't have been available in the time that's available with everything else. Um, as you look around, the majority of people would appear to be dressed in uh, clothes that would be familiar to peasants in the 17th and 18th century, that type of clothing, tops, trousers, etc., and, and shoes. Um, a large percentage of them are blonde, blue-eyed, hmm. but there are a lot of moors. The language they seem to be speaking is Danish of some sort, but not as your tether instantly recognises as normal, present-day uh, Danish. This would appear to be a variant of some sort. Oh, hell. Right, first thing I'm going to try and do is, I'm actually going to... Uh, I'm, gonna try some, I'm gonna try and find somewhere like a local new, uh, newspaper or something like that. See what language it's actually in. There are no newspapers. In fact, there is no obvious signs of um, books on the streets at all. The shops would appear to be selling things like food, uh, leather goods, that sort of thing. There are no obvious uh, bookshops or news agents of any sort libraries um, nothing that you would recognize as libraries but obviously uh, there are the the mosques and the uh, what appear to be temples they have uh, what looks like a stylized bird with wings outspread in front of the buildings I'm actually I'm actually going to go into one of the mosques Okay, please make sure you remember to take your shoes off. Okay. Excellent. Can I give the GM a stitch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of which, does anyone feel there are extra stitches due at this point? I definitely feel that uh, you should each be entitled to an extra stitch so far. I think we all are entitled to an extra stitch. I'm glad everyone agrees. So everybody currently has two stitches. Yay. Right, what I'm going to do is... As I enter the mosque, mm -hmm. I'm going to have a look. I am going to see if... I'm as you enter, uh, a tall moor comes forward. He salams, salam alaikum, and touches a, uh, his head and his chest towards you and says, uh, welcome. Uh, what do you seek? How can we help you, child? I seek enlightenment. Um, today, it is... the. Uh, uh, not the women's uh, service, but if you wish to come into this office, I am more than happy to talk to you and to help you, if I may. I am uh, Sabi Marakach. That's fine. Um, what are the rest of you doing at this point? <sighs> I don't feel too comfortable going in here. You're going to have a look around then? or um, I'm going to have a look around. The one thing that obviously comes to mind is nowhere you look does there appear to be any Christian churches. Mm. What you are seeing is these temples with, uh, as I said, what appears to be stylized crows or stylized ravens with wings outstretched. Uh, and a lot of the blonde, blue-eyed... Um, People going past uh, sort of bow their heads as they pass each one of them. 
And the only other thing, as I said, is these uh, large mosques that the, the Moorish community... Uh, Alice, uh, cross-reference uh, architecture with uh, historical uh, world mythology? Um, as far as you can see, this would appear to be uh, examples of Islam and Odinism. Nowhere does there seem to be any sign of Christianity. Is it some sort of weird amalgamation of the two? Or no, they are very separate. Ah. But they are in the same city. Coming back to... Uh, uh, Daria, what mm -hmm. are you asking uh, the Imam? Um, Brah, I want to say I... Oh, Don't forget your clothes at the moment stands out rather sharply. Yeah, well, I can't actually just change my clothes out there. That would nope. that would that would that would uh, kick things off a little bit. Um, right, I'm going to actually ask if I could read, be able to read a passage from the whole from the holy book, oh, and I have not done so today, and it. Uh, it's, I am I am a tra traveller from beyond beyond this town, and it, I try and read a passage. You are one who reads of of the, the Holy Quran. Mm -hmm. oh. that, uh, that is wonderful. I, I am so glad that uh, you come from such an enlightened people, uh, my dear. Um, he sits you down. He opens the Holy Book of the Quran, puts it in front of you, and says, uh, "By all means, please. You are more than welcome to." Study the great book. Right, I was, I was, I was start to stu study the great book. At which time I will have my, while I'm flicking through it, I'm gonna have the tether. See if there's anything anomalous with it that's not supposed to be there. Um, mm. good one. I think that's a very good one. Please take another stitch for that. That's you up to three. That's. That's your limit. That's your your limit at the moment. Um. The book is accurate as far as historic uh, Qurans are concerned. Uh, it deviates from uh, the Qurans that uh, your tether is familiar with sometime round about the 8th or 9th century. So this is a very early, unmodified version of the Quran. Right, I much Right, since I'm... Rough. Uh, oh, that's just before my time. That's just before my time, isn't it? Yes, it is. Um, actually, yes, I am actually going. To, I'm actually going to make a. As I'm reading, it, I'm to try and nail down more specific. I'm going to spend a point in ancient history, mm -hmm. which will cover that time period. Right. And I should be able to. Now down, now down some more precise details. Um, the, the the main thing that you're going to be able to get from that is that uh, it would appear that the uh, there's not much change with the Moors other than the fact that they haven't adapted. There's no sign of integration from the West. There's no changes been influenced by the West. This would appear to be pure Islamic. Uh, sort of religion that has transferred into wherever you are. Going by the, cli the climate and the atmosphere, I would say you're somewhere in north, northern Europe at least. 
But the book has not, as I said, is, is definitely uh, unchanged from uh, the 800s on. Right. So you said the 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 Isla uh, Islamic and Odinism uh, aspects right. are separate. So is there a, an Odinism based? Uh, Any of uh, the, there there appears to be temples on almost every street. Uh, and again, people do go in. You can walk into them without any problem. Right. Um, it helps, uh, obviously, uh, if you're wandering in. Uh, the people who are wandering in and out, for the most part, are blonde and <laughs> blue-eyed. Bless you. Um, but obviously there are other people in, in there as well, of darker uh, skins and darker okay. complexions. So... Shall I say uh, I had sort of uh, implants put in my hair? Right, you doing a preparedness uh, for this? Yeah. Uh, so I'll pro uh, spend a couple of points of preparedness. Uh, where, where what are it? the implants going to be for? Uh, uh, pig pigment, uh, pigment changing. Uh, or what is it? Right. Change the pigment of my hair, uh, so it's uh, I can change. I can basically change the color of my hair on a whim. But I'll do that out of sight. Okay. Yeah, it comes in handy. I can imagine it would. So you're <coughs> spending what one point of preparedness? Uh, two. Two. Uh, so one d six. Plus two. It's an automatic, so you don't worry about it. You've succeeded. Yep. You have the implants, and you are able to change the colour of your hair. And as an extra bonus, uh, we will let you use um, uh, change your eye colour as well using... Uh, well, my, my eyes are already blue, so... Ah, they are, right. Not a problem, then. That's a neat idea, though. You should let them continue. That's pretty cool. Mm. Yeah, that I was a like, pretty yeah. cool idea you were on there. GM gets another stitch. I think so too in that one. <laughs> you can save them up for when you're a player. How's that? <sighs> so we'll... Right, so what are we doing at this point then? James, what are you uh, doing with the holy book? Right, I've got what I wanted. Cause, uh, what I'm actually going to do is leave, leave, leave the mask... Um, as soon as I'm out of view, I will change into something more contemporary. Okay. And in fact, I will have it set up in such a way that... I can actually set up my uniform in such a way that every time we enter a new time period, my costume will change automatically. Um, I think that would require a preparedness role of some sort to be able to achieve that. Just because you're, you're trying to... Um, you want your tether to automatically make assumptions based on what it's, it yeah, sees on, exactly. on exit. Basically, oh. basically I, want a bit, I, I want it a bit like the TARDIS, so it, it blends in automatically. Right. Well, I, um, I, think, I think you look good no matter what you're wearing there. So what are you... Uh, let me have a think on this one. I, I think, as I said, this would be a preparedness role of some sort. 
What do the others think? Any comments? I think I think it'd be more fun if you, James, if you re- redo it yourself each time. Mm, yeah, fair enough then. More so, fun anyway. Do you want to roll your uh, a disguise roll uh, three or higher? And you succeeded. Yep. Right. No problem. Rob, you have successfully managed to change. Are you also changing your clothes? Yeah. Right, that's fine. What is Danny doing? Uh, Betty, can you uh, pick up any, uh, I don't know, radio broadcasts or whatever information you can pick up and see if anywhere in this time you can find any evidence of that uh, Roden and Associates law firm? Um, there is no technology signal of any sort. There is no broadcast signals. Uh, this would appear to be exactly what it shows, which is that this is a, a civilization that has not advanced uh, much beyond sort of the uh, late medieval period. Unbelievable. Well, I'm happy not to have lawyers, but... Uh... I'm sure there are lawyers, but there's no way of tracing them with the current technology uh, that you yeah. have. Perhaps if you were to ask or whatever, but you are currently in wherever you are. It just goes to show this technology stuff and so highfalutin as everyone thinks it is. All right, I'm going to change my outfit to match and... uh, Can you roll disguise, please? Three or higher. Two. You managed to partially change. uh, Not sufficient to cause any... uh, But it's sort of stare too much. But it definitely is slightly um, out of odds in comparison to the drab wear that everybody else is wearing around you. Oh, right. Okay. Moving back, what is Kevin doing at this point? I'm going into the Odin Temple. As you go in, you find that there are uh, a number of uh, sort of shrines round about that seem to belong to individuals, uh, in which there are, to all intents and purposes, urns people's ashes. Uh, further in there is a altar with a uh, raven, a stylized raven above it, and a large uh, Viking axe that's just below that. Off to one side there is a room that is filled to capacity with books upon books upon books stacked up against the wall. This would appear to be uh, books on everything from uh, how to uh, make uh, properly make iron to books on uh, the history of the known world. And does that seem to be open to the public or...? People are just walking in, they take the books off the, sh- off the shelf and open up and read it. This would appear to be the closest you've found to a library. Okay, I'm going to go into this uh uh, area then and uh, look up some history. That's fine. What are you specifically looking for? Uh, how uh, the how the how the religion got to where it is? Um, because as I know, it uh, the Viking uh, Viking religion didn't really last much past uh, medieval times. Okay. 
Can you do a research role for me, four or higher? In the meantime, what are the other two doing? Uh, I, I've actually thought of something, and I would actually know this because I actually do have the relevant academic ability, which is um, ancient history. Yeah. I, I would, I would, would I know about the book the Vikings coming? Uh, the the original history of the Vikings, yes. Uh, yeah. As was said. Uh, the Vikings um, conquered as far south as Spain. Uh, it, they generally raided. They, they did stay in various parts. I mean, obviously, the Rus in Russia, uh, they stayed in parts of Ireland, parts of Scotland, uh, England. Um, they were less successful on the mainland. Um, they, as was said by uh, Kevin, the Vikings on your own world, your own timeline, uh, sort of died out uh, roughly about the turn of the first millennium, uh, settling down and interbreeding with the local people. Um, after that, uh, Christianity played a much larger part in converting the various people. And obviously you then hit the period where uh, you had the Moors invading into Europe uh, but being successfully long-term held off by the Christians. Okay, so I rolled a four on the Not a problem. Uh, research. Right. What you would appear to be finding is that there's a number of issues that uh, you're coming across. Um, medicine is almost non-existent in this current era. So plagues, the Black Death, etc., are still prevalent to this day and still create large pockets of population uh, devaluation. There is no mention anywhere in the history of America as America, but there is something referred to as the, the Turtle Islands, which talk about uh, natives in the Turtle Islands, who, uh, some of whom have uh, sort of formed societies with the, the Norse that went across there. Um, the other mention is uh, of the hidden kingdoms to the east, uh, which mentions China, which uh, the only impact would appear to have been the, the import of muskets, and that would appear to be the highest technology that's currently there. Um, if you can tell me specifically what you wanted to find, we'll have a look from there. Uh, any references to Titor? Titor. There is no obvious reference you found in the books to anyone called Titor. How about... Uh, There's a lot it? of books, of course, so... How about Guthrum? Guthrum. Um, would you be referring to King Guthrum? Ah, yes, that might be the one. Um... Quickly looking it up, um, Guthrum, referred to as Guthrum the Old, uh, was one of the chief Dan's loyal to Halfdan uh, Ragnarsson, made Jarl of London in uh, 875, died in the marshes. Um, bear with me while I get the date. 
in 878. Um, not a lot on him. He's not considered to be a, 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 that great a, a chief or a king. Um, and as I said, he died rather an ignominious uh, death in the marshes of uh, Angerland. Okay, I'll come back to you in a second, okay? What is Danny doing at this point? My time craft <clears throat> and my tether. Mm -hmm. uh, scan the timelines. What's going on? Um, there what's is, going on, Betty? Where, where, where are we messed up? Where the ripples start? The biggest ripple would appear to be the fact that Christianity... Uh, failed to take a hold in this part of the world. Instead, what you have is uh, an almost equal expansion by the Moors and by uh, the Norse um, that would appear to have uh, survived relatively unattached to this point. Um, there would not appear to have been a renaissance, or if there has been, it's limited in some way. It's almost impossible to tell at the moment without checking other records. Imperial Rome, is that about the time? Um, I think you're going to need to ask further questions before you'd be able to find out when in history uh, it actually diverged. But uh, from what you can get from Kevin is that Rome existed... Rome did become Christianized. Um, Christianity would appear to still have some form of foothold in uh, the Germanic and Romanic city-states. Uh, and possibly there has been a number of very wise men. Uh, one called Michelangelo and uh, is mentioned in the, the books that you come across. Um, and various others who within their own little states, appear to have had uh, moments of great ingenuity. But those ideas never transferred across the states from city to city. All right. I'm going to see if I can find someone to talk to. Uh, you said this is a library. Is, it, is there, uh, I'm sure there's supervision, right? What's, sorry, supervision? Is there somebody who's making sure that people oh, are right. stealing books and... A there librarian. Are, there is a rather large, uh, bulky gentleman uh, mm. who sits over at one of the desks, uh, and he seems to be very happy to talk to you. He's, he's uh, obviously a, a, an intellectual of his age. Uh, overburdened with intellect. Excellent. All right, I'm going to go start uh, Okay, I'll come back to you in him. just one sure. second. We'll go back to Kevin. Kevin, what specifically are you trying to find in the books? I'm trying to find uh, what what influenced the the decline of Christianity. Well, not the decline, but why hasn't it picked up? Essentially, um, the effect would appear to be that uh, Christianity never really. Uh, managed to catch a long-term hold on uh, England and Britain. And then when the siege of Paris destroyed Paris as it was at that time, 
and the current city was built over its remnants, um, Christianity was sort of forced back into the Germanic and Romanic states and never seemed to be able to move out of that. Of course, the Mongol invasion, the invasion of the Rus, etc., uh, etc., cetera, et cetera, all played an impact on keeping that impact very short, small. Okay. Right. I'll move off that for a second. Uh, what is uh, Daria doing at the moment? Well, uh, well I'm I'm just going to talk talk to some of the, some of the locals and ask I'll ask them uh, ask them about the, about Vikings specifically. Vikings? Uh, what are Vikings? Right. Uh. Sorry, I, I I think I've heard of that name. You mean the uh, Viking, as in the raiders? Um, the raiders uh, came before the the uh, the Norse and the the Dan and came across to civilize this part of the world and to teach them the great truths of Odinism. But you know, Viking—that's an old word. That that belongs to. Ancient history. Yes. Going back to Danny, what are you asking the gentleman? <clears throat> Specifically, I'd like to know... Or <clears throat> uh, hey there, my good man. Uh, can you tell me... Um, I'm very interested in uh, changes in history and how things could have gone in the past. Have you heard of that uh, that one religion, Christianity? Have, have, do you have any information? Oh, the nailed on that? god. Yes, yes, that the one. nailed I, god. I, yes, I, I mean we actually, if you'd only been here last week, we had one of their uh, proselyters came from the Romanic states. Um, mm -hmm. You might find his remains still out in the, the, the square. I think they gave him the blood eagle. I didn't ah. really attend it. It's a bit too messy for me, but. He had the, the audacity to speak against uh, the, the true, the two true, two true religions. Unbelievable. Uh, but yes, I mean we still every so often some monk, I think they call them, will cross over from the uh, the city states at the centre uh, of the of the world and um, try and convert to the nailed god. But nobody takes them seriously, not anymore. Of course, haven't not. for centuries. I mean, I don't know how much you know about history, but there was a time when uh, they actually had a major impact on this part of the world. Um, yeah. But well, well, when was that? Oh, that would have been before this, uh, the sack of uh, Paris. Right, right. Wow, you, you really know your stuff. Uh, it's uh, going back a lot of years. I mean, we're, you're going back to, oh, 800, 880 I mean, obviously, the time he gives you is in uh, the Viking era, okay. but your tether is able to adapt into common mm -hmm. uh, era. So uh, he, he goes over, takes a book out, pulls it out, says, yes, the, the Viking siege of Paris, um, 885 to 886. Uh, some believe that was when Christianity was forced back beyond, behind the walls. Ah. When the, the true religions uh, of the... Uh, the Moors and ourselves came to the fore. Hmm. 
Excellent, excellent. And you said that that was just uh, out in the town square here that... Uh... His, his body is probably still there. I mean, to be honest with you, we don't get many these days, but it makes a nice bit of sport for the, the children to, to watch. You know, they turn it into a bit of a carnival and a bit of a, a, a fun affair. Uh, I think he took, ooh, at least four hours to die. I nod grimly. Hmm, yes, okay. Uh, I'll go look at that then. Thank you very much. No, you're welcome, sir. I'm going to go look. Kevin, what are you doing at this point? Uh, I'm uh, looking up more on the, the Siege of Paris. One thing your tether is telling you is the Siege of Paris should have failed. The Siege of Paris, the Vikings should have been knocked back. Uh, they did siege the the city of Paris for almost a year. Um, but it was Charles the Fat, the, West, the Western Roman Emperor, who came to their rescue and drove the, uh, the Viking raiders uh, back. So Paris never became a Viking settlement. Okay, so... I take it there's no mention of Charles uh, with, with... Well, according the to the history you're reading, uh, the Viking and their serfs uh, managed to defeat the city and burn it to the ground within a matter of uh, a year. The siege uh, was not successful. Charles was met in open combat uh, on the, the fields furthest uh, to the east of the city and was routed back to his Holy Roman Empire, which currently consists of city-states. No one place seems to have uh, taken within the Christian states at all. They're all just uh, individual city-states rather than kingdoms with petty kings, even to this day. That would appear to be one of the major changes you've identified. Okay. What is uh, Daria doing at this point? Uh, I'm just, at the moment, can, can you just come back to me? I'm just thinking at the moment. Michael, you've wandered out. Uh, Danny has wandered out to the, the square. Uh, there is a gruesome display on uh, posts in the middle of the square. Everybody is ignoring it. But it would appear that the ribs have been outspread and the lungs have been put over it. There are crows <coughs> and ravens pecking away at the remnants of this human body that's left to decay in the square. Kids playing at it, at rolling uh, oh bone dice at the feet of the, the, the display. But the look on his face, he died in sheer and utter agony. He was alive when this was done to him. Recognisable at all? Not as anyone that you recognise. Okay. But the robes that, the, that are still hanging to the body are brown very coarse and remind you a bit of the the monks that you've seen in films mm -hmm. right I've had, I've, had, I've had a chance to think I want I would I would inquire about this monk um, see if I can actually get a more specific time frame and then once I've got that I will jump back that distance in time right and, act and actually speak to him okay um as I said, he has been... Michael, how long did I say he was dead? A couple of weeks, was it? Or a couple of days? Call. I thought you said four days. Thank you. My memories, this is what I do for being on the fly. Um, 
he was put uh, into the, the city uh, square four days ago. How far back beyond that you want to go back is up to you. He didn't face any form of trial, as far as anyone will tell you. Uh, apparently being sufficiently uh, found to be a Christian is uh, adequate for this punishment to be carried out. Mm. So he probably wasn't around for very much before that. Of course, you could go back further and try and catch him as he travels um, from Germany into France, what is now France. Uh, let, me, let me think about that. Okay. Coming back, Michael, what you? Sorry, what is Danny doing at this point? Well, Danny would like to get into a little more action and a little bit less investigation. So I want to go talk to that uh, research guy there again. That's fine. You head back to the, the temple. You go inside, and the gentleman's still there. Obviously, Kevin's still over at the books. Busy uh, sort of I'm, I'm, I'm muttering. You can hear over the sub-vocal. I never thought I'd let Miss dial up. <laughs> <laughs> 300 baud. So what is, is Michael going to ask of the uh, uh, the curator? <clears throat> I want to know, um, uh, can you, uh, that book there, uh, do you have a specific date of, uh, of when Paris was sacked? Uh, yes, he pulls out a, a, a book that uh, goes back, says um, the and he gives you a date that your tether translates into 885 uh, common era. Uh, the siege, uh, according to the tether, should have ended in 886. So that is ties in with your own timeline. The only difference is the outcome. The outcome is very different. Uh, I'm going to be right back. Right. Is there a specific event that happened in, in, the, in the... Is there anything that's specific that happened? Like, was there any uh, major part of the battle where, where things swung in their favor? Just the, the, the masses of number of people that were involved. I mean, mm. um, the, the, you had uh, the, the Danes themselves, and of course they had the thousands, literally, of serfs of uh, Angeland that travelled with them uh, as part of their army. Uh, if you've ever seen the, uh, the Anglash uh, Danes and their big, their long spows, you'd understand why the city fell. Mm. And nobody could stand against the long bows of the Angoland uh, serfs that travelled with the Dane. According to your tether, English soldiers never participated in the siege of Paris. Okay. Well, Daria, um, yeah, I'm not exactly uh, too knowledgeable about ancient history, but you seem to know what you're doing in regards yeah, to what, that. What do you, what do you need to know? I just think that I want to follow your lead on this because uh, it's not really my forte, and it's not Michael's forte either. You mean Kevin's? Oh yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, crossfires, crossfires. Well, Daria, Daria has two in ancient history, right? 
Yes, she does. So right. that's why. I'm back. Okay, you missed well. it all. Game's over. Sorry. <laughs> right. So, what is everybody doing at this point? Let's do a head check. Uh, Michael, you have just been talking to the librarian, come curator. Rob, where are you going with the books at the moment? Or are you doing something else? Uh, I'm going to. I'm looking for the siege, the the history of the siege, uh, to see if the if the Vikings had any. Uh, advantage that they weren't supposed to have according to the main uh, advantage was just the the, the sheer number of uh, <laughs> troops that came from uh, Viking England it seem- the- well, it's, sorry about that it seems to me that it's just the it's sheer numbers of the troops it's actually a, a decisive uh, that and the longbows the longbows of the uh, the English serfs uh, and the sheer number was something that made a major difference to the siege. The siege would have succeeded almost anyway if uh, Charles the the Fat, the is it Charles the Fat? Uh, yes, Charles the Fat, the Western Roman Emperor, hadn't been able to rescue them. And, and, and in, in this timeline, in this timeline, he didn't. He was in this back. one. He didn't. He never arrived on time. The siege took a lot less time. And was defeated, as I said, the city was burnt to the ground. So, so they don't have more numbers in this timeline than they did in the original timeline. You have more numbers, particularly the English troops with their longbow. Ah, uh, it seems it seems it seems to me that our 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 friend John seems to have. Uh... We're assuming it is John. Well, that that's the assumption I'm going on, is that uh, um, John's. John's probably been posing as, a, well, I'm presuming he's been posing as a, a Viking, and he, he sent the troops down. And he, who were the Vikings led by? Um, bear with me. It was the same person that led them in your timeline. Um, I apologise, folks. You've thrown me on this one. <laughs> it was that... Siegfried of Denmark, King of Denmark, who led the successful raid against Paris in 885. It seems, it seems, it seems to me that's where we've got to travel. We've got to travel to somewhere around 885, and that's where we—that's where we've probably got to fix the timeline. Yeah. But another 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 thing I'm just thinking of with this happening now in Paris, what is what is the effect going to be? All right, I'm 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 going to ask Bart what the effect was would be. Uh, in the year two thousand and ten in Paris, what would two thousand and ten? By the looks of things, the Industrial Revolution never took place. There's no indication that um, communication between uh, inventors is currently uh, able to occur with any great frequency. People seem to be very much more insular. Medicine has not progressed in any shape or form. Uh, you would appear to be in a stagnant period of history. And it's unlikely that by 2010 it would have changed very much. Mm. Uh, inventions are very slowly coming in. 
but very, very slowly. It's still uh, uh, agricultural society for the most part. Uh, more people live outside the cities than live in the cities. Plague is still common. They have no reading or history anywhere uh, as far as Kevin's been able to find of things like uh, inoculations or modern uh, medicine of any sort. Someone takes ill, they die. Also, also another point is, same scenario, but globally, it, in, the 20, in the year 2300. Uh, you're asking your tether to do a supposition. Yes. Um, based on what you've got, it is possible that certain things may progress, but uh, it's not going to revert to your own timeline anytime soon. Uh, the fact that each of the city-states remain insular means that uh, technology is doesn't travel very far. Uh, some of it may take off by that time, but I mean, there's just no not enough evidence to be able to confirm one way or another what would happen. Hmm. Uh, there's just too many variables that, you know, if the city-states anywhere in the, the, the world were to join together, then yes, it would take off. If the uh, Turtle Islands, which appears to be a, a native name for the Americas, were to be colonised properly, then perhaps, again, that might be a a reason for people to join together and uh, form some form of technology. But at the moment, as things stand, people are enslaved to their their land. And that has been that way for at least a thousand years. Mm. Coming back to uh, Danny, what are you doing? Guys, I... <laughs> I have an overriding question here, overall question here. What? How did this change? We Did we do anything to make this change? Because history was on track up to the point where we kind of uh, snuck uh, in there and uh, read that letter. So how did we alter things? Okay, uh, if, if I, I'm, I'm speaking out of character and okay. in character here, uh, if I recall correctly from the t time, uh, t temporal mechanics uh, workshop that they put us through, uh, mm -hmm. uh, time, uh, t temporal changes uh, are like uh, waves. So, uh, what what has happened is we've gone back far far enough that we're behind the wave of change now. I th that would be my supposition that whatever was changing was already happening at the time when you were doing your jumps. It just hadn't caught up with you yet. So if we go you forward, are outside we're going to go forward, you... we're gonna go forward behind forward. the push of this wave. So things are going to be different than they were when we left. They will be, yes. Do, do, do I get a stitch for guessing correctly? I think you are, do definitely get a stitch there. So my reading at the moment is everybody has currently got three stitches. Yep. I have, mm -hmm. I have two. I have two. No, I gave you a, a stitch for something bright and brilliant you did earlier. So according to my records here, I've got everybody down at three now. I will not argue with you, sir. <laughs> well, 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 well. The thing was, I, 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 I was actually thinking that this could actually be an alternate, an alternate dimension, which, which was the only thing that, could act, that I could actually get my head around. There are no indications that this is. It is definitely <sighs> an alternative timeline, but it seems to be the one that's become the main timeline. Whatever well, has happened would appear to have 
taken preference over your original. Right. Something has changed in time. Or somebody has changed something in time. Well, we need to get back, be, not back to the future, I was going to say. We need to, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> we need Wrong somebody time. had <laughs> somebody had to make that on this eventually. We need to get back to our future to continue our investigation. And to do that, I think we need to go to the past, back to previous to the change. I think I think we need to go to the eighty eight hundred eighty odd time period because that's where the big change has happened. Well, that's eight, definitely eight, where there is a change happening at that point, yes. 885. Let's go to that point and do some more investigation. Where are you going so, to in 885? Uh, Paris, I guess. Wherever the, wherever the troops would assemble before the battle. I don't want to jump into the middle I, of a battle. That's, that's, that's a good idea, yeah. I've had my fill before. I, 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 would, I would have said wherever this king this king is. That would have been, yeah, wherever king, king Guthrum is, that is where we need to be. Uh, not Guthrum. Is it Guthrum? No, it's Siegfried. Siegfried uh, was the person who led the successful raid against Paris in 885. Uh, King Guthrum died in uh, 878 in England. Yeah, and it's Charles the one that who, who was supposed to arrive with reinforcements and didn't. But in your timeline, he arrived at the same time as he would have done this time. The difference was that Paris had already fallen by the time that he arrived. Oh, right. I got a que- I got a question. All right, something I'd like to do. Something just popped in my head here. Uh, historian, can you uh, show me any uh, paintings or images of this King Guthrum? Um, King Guthrum, King Guthrum, King Guthrum. Are there any paintings? Um, oh, oh, you mean Guthrum the traitor? That's what I mean. Yeah. Um, actually, not really, because there was nobody ever did took portraits. Oh. Oh. Who's back? Who's back? I'm back. James, I'm here. All right, we just seem to have a momentary uh, fizzle out for a second. Um, Cosmic angst. There is rumors. The reason he's called the traitor is because there was rumors that. He might have converted to Christianity, um, but I mean, I, I, I can't see it personally. I mean, he died uh, uh, chasing after the last uh, Christian king in England. Um, nobody knows how he exactly died, though. Uh, I, I believe there is a. Uh, they just buried him where he fell, and there's there's probably some marker there. Okay, GM, I, I would like to get out of this time period. I am my character is very tired of this being being in this oppressive atmosphere. And uh, so what uh, I'm looking for is any concrete date on anything to do with Guthrum the traitor. Can this historian give me any kind of specific date like um, some, some specific date and time where I could actually go to where he is to talk to him? Um the marshes of Somerset is where he died, 878. Okay. Um, it would have been sometime round about uh, February. I've done long stakeouts before. 
what does everybody think about uh, doing a month-long stakeout and see if we can talk to Guthrum? Yeah. That might be uh, that might be our boy for all that we know, or it might clue us in on why he's taking his name. Yeah, I, I, my eyes are getting tired. <laughs> <laughs> so where are you jumping to and when? And, and I'd rather go back to that time and then go back further back rather than go back and forward. You know what I mean? With all this timey-wimey stuff. Well, no, we can only go back to the point where where the time time tracks diverted, and then we've got to fix the point from there to go, to get back onto our own timeline. Yeah. It's just figuring out where that point is. At the moment, you've got some supposition, but, I mean, according to your tether, uh, King Guthrum was uh, defeated by uh, Alfred, King of Wessex, known as Alfred the Great, and was converted to Christianity. And this was the turning point in uh, creating uh, the English nation, where the uh, uh, Norse and the Anglo-Saxons joined together to form the British uh, Isles, basically. All right, so you guys decide. Your difference is, instead, he seemed to have died sometime before that in 878. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the, the wiki now, and yeah. So he, according to this current uh, history, he died in February in the marshes of Somerset in 878. Well, then there's something that we should uh, fix. But then how is that going to change 885? I don't know. I guess we could check that out. You want to go back to 878? 878 sounds good to me. Yeah. So you're going back before then, yes? Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm spending a stitch. February Yeah, go on, I'm going to spend a stitch, you know. Okay. So yeah. is everybody spending a stitch? Yep. Right, no you problem. You got it. Absolutely. Team Indigo will return in Catch Me If You Can. Part 2.